Hey everybody, this is Al Nash from the Direction You Empowerment Dynasty, and you're listening to the Unapologetic Women Podcast, the show for female entrepreneurs who love to live their legacies unleashed, unlimited, and unafraid. If this is a community you would like to be a part of, visit directionu.co forward slash unapologetic. Today, we're talking about the secret to true happiness with Linda Barutha. Online business professionals seek out Linda when they want to throw gasoline on the amazing fire their business has happening. Using her SEO-first approach to marketing, Linda specializes in using Pinterest to make your content evergreen and increase your website traffic on a daily basis. Equipped with 25 plus years in corporate IT, as well as 20 plus years as an entrepreneur, Linda is a wealth of knowledge and is passionate about mentoring the solo entrepreneur. We'll discuss some deeply provocative topics, including aging, the price of being a good girl, the chameleon phenomenon, and so much more. Please note, today's content includes sensitive topics. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Linda. When I first met you, I was a little like, holy shit. You had such presence and such calm power. And and that really drew me to you instantly. Because you, you were just showing up as Linda right? You were just showing up as yourself. And I remember yeah. our first conversation even was just like so easy. It was like, really? I don't know this woman. feels like I've known her forever. And I realized yeah. immediately it's because you've done a lot of work, that you've lived a lot of life and you've made peace with it and taken out all the shame and all the victimhood and and all of that and we got together and just speak as equals just speak to powerful women with fuck all to prove nobody to impress Mm -mm. and we could just be ourselves and i know it takes a lot of life for us to get to this position if you think back in your life would you mind sharing a couple of maybe instrumental moments that you got to choose do i continue playing their game or do i actually take a stand for myself yeah um you know there's there's been probably so many instances like that i um i've had to you know i'm i am 61 years old now which i can't believe (laughs) Oh, but it's just a number, you know, and, and I would not give away not one year because of all the knowledge, all the knowledge that you learn, all the experiences, they make you stronger. Um, but also you don't, like you said, you don't sweat the small stuff. You just, eh, you know, and, and I have found that the, real secret to true happiness is to just truly be yourself and not worry about how that's going to be perceived you know um and i i am a very uh i've been burned many times you know because i am um sometimes naive (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I can tell many stories of being naive, but uh, I am who I am. I show up and I take everybody at the same face value. And so, yes, I do at times get burned because of that, because I, I realized too late that somebody had an ulterior motive, <laughs> you know, things like that. It's really hard for me to pinpoint. Can I challenge a little bit narrative before yeah. we go on? Um, because as you know, I'm turning 50 this month. And when I hear people say, it's just a number, I'm like, why are we downplaying the absolute blessing of the number? Like, fuck, it's just an, like, I am proud of the fact that I am turning 50 this month. So immensely proud of the woman I am today. And it took me 50 years to become this woman. And yeah. it's almost as though we are shaming the fact that we've been mm -hmm. graced with life longer than a lot of people like there is no glory in youth I, i'm sorry to burst people that's soul. true there's that's no true. glory in youth there's no there's no um i would i do i don't want to be younger than what i am i find i get better and better the older i get and i don't ever want to become um I think where people get mistaken is they think we give up on life as we go older and we don't. Yeah. Well, some people do, but those are the people who choose not to live fully anyway. I come from the point of I'm fucking 50 this month and I'm rocking it. I'm rocking it yeah. more than I've ever rocked it before in my life. Let's change that narrative, especially for women to stop saying, oh, it's just a number. No, bitch, it's another ring in the tree of wisdom, you know. As it's true. Grow, and they get yes. more and more rings. Well, and you know, the thing <laughs> is, I guess, I guess what my thought when I say that is just um, like, that's just, I, I agree with you that we should celebrate it, right? Because I am my best self, right? Every year keeps getting better and better and better. Um, and it seems to kind of get even more exciting, right? Like, I remember when you're a kid and you'd get excited all the time for your birthday, but it's a lot more exciting now as you, as you are older, as an adult. And especially when you look at the things that you're accomplishing, right? You're like, Oh my gosh. And I think it's, um, I, for one, have come, become more brave, mm. right? Uh, I have been um, okay with showing up just as myself and take it or leave it, right? Is it brave or have we just realized that no matter how much we kiss ass and no matter how much we change ourselves to <laughs> people, we actually can't lose? And so is it brave or we, do we just get to a point of understanding it's all a waste of time? So yeah. you're going to love me or you're going to hate me. Take it or leave it. I'm okay regardless. And I would rather look at myself in the mirror and go, oh, chica, I like you. I respect you. I love you. I appreciate you. Then to, and I did it. Oh my God, I self-abandoned so much. I remember 
um, stepping into a elevator and as the doors closed and I saw myself, I was horrified. I was like, who is that woman? Cause she mm. looks terrible. I was so self neglected, so self abandoned. And that was a huge wake up call for me because I had done it for the approval of a man who didn't approve of himself. And so, yeah. you know, it, it gets really complicated. I think that the men in our lives play such a huge, huge role. And that started for me um, for the first time when I was only 19 and <clears throat> I was with somebody that totally belittled me and everything. And I found myself twisting and turning who I was to, to the point where I was unrecognizable to myself, right? To accommodate this individual. And then to the point that then when I broke off, of course he broke it off, which of course is a blessing in hindsight. But the point was, I was left in so many pieces. And then to top it off, I didn't know how to deal with the emotion anger, mm -hmm. right? I wouldn't allow myself to feel anger. I would shove it all down. And the, I spent, I finally got to one day that I literally could not stop crying for nothing. It just... I was just uncontrolled. I couldn't, I couldn't say words. I couldn't nothing. I just couldn't stop. And that's when my parents stepped in and they called and found me a therapist. And, you know, I didn't have to go to therapy very long, but it, it, it was right away. I was totally lost. And she was like trying to get me to the point of it's okay to feel angry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I should have been angry. I, um, you know, the thing is we internalize, we take responsibility for what other people do to us. And, um, that's the other thing. I always have been one of those that I don't ever want to be the victim. Right. So I, therefore, handle it. And I think a lot of that started, well, first of all, because I, you know, sibling wise, I'm the oldest, mm -hmm. my father ha is bipolar and he, um, you know, he was institutionalized for a while while I was, uh, you know, probably around 10 years old or whatever. And I took responsibility of, nope, I have to show him that everything's going to be fine. I have to make sure and help out. I just have to, I decided that I have to be a good girl at all costs. And all costs meant don't even be yourself, right? And so that's where that all started. And I never, no, was not a victim. Yeah. And I had to learn, like you, I have a, a beautiful background with some, beautiful men who taught me many, many things <laughs> um, yeah. in, in, in consistent, increasingly more painful ways um, yeah. so that I could choose me at the ripe old age of 47. Like most people don't understand this. It yeah. took me 47 years to choose me. 
Um, and I am deeply grateful to every single man that has been instrumental in me finally choosing me. Right. But what I had to realize is even though I'm not a victim, you know, I've been emotionally abused, physically abused, raped, abandoned, yeah. neglected, all of those things, even though I never chose to be a victim, I had to take responsibility for the fact that, but I was allowing it and I was available for it. And yeah. that was a really hard pull to swallow for me to kind yeah. of go, but, but I had the kids to take into consideration and I didn't have the money and this and that. And well, I didn't have the money when I finally left either. I just finally loved myself enough to leave and exactly. understand that the money would never really make a difference, even though we say we can't afford, um, you know, to leave mm. or whatever the case might be. But I had to start understanding on some level, I was available Choosing. for it. Choosing. It's choices. It's the choices it's that. Because it becomes part of your identity of how yeah. you think of yourself and even saying I'm not a victim, you know, I listen to a lot of women, I'm an overcomer, I am a warrior, I am, you know, I'm always, I'm, I'll always win this. It's still, you're still pushing against something. It's still not yeah. a, I am a creator. I'm an right. artist, I'm a chooser. Yeah, I don't see myself as a warrior or an overcomer or any of, I am, I live each day to continue to be true to who I am and that's it that's all I focus on now and discovering do you, would you agree we're still discovering who we oh, are it's I yeah. hear people go oh just be you and I'm like but people have no idea who they are because it's a little bit of discovery every single day in terms of oh well now that I allow myself to experience this I'm like no don't like that that's not part of who I choose to be then who am I? It's because we were, because we were raised to be chameleons. Yes. We really were. We were really, boy, we are masters of that chameleon thing. Like we can just adapt and adapt real quickly to what's acceptable, whatever room we walk into, whatever role we are supposed to play. Yeah. And that is, that's the reality. And that is the biggest difference between men and women. Men have never been taught to be chameleons. We. No, I'm going to challenge that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You think so? I've been working with men for 30 years now. And, and you've seen, absolutely. because I don't see that. They go through exactly the same as what we do. They are raised to take on certain roles as well. And in order for them to be accepted in certain circles, they have to show up in certain ways. Um, so that's yeah. a good point. You're right. I do stand corrected because now that I think about my brother as an example, and even watching how he struggled with that as a child, you are right. You're right. The whole chameleon thing. So why, why, why? Is it society? What, it, what is it? So I've identified it as the, the prostitute archetype. And it is mm -hmm. in order for us to belong to the tribe, 
we have to be liked oh my god let's go there the whole marketing world which i'm continuously and consistently taking on you have to be known liked and trusted yeah in order for people to work with you okay so what does that really mean it means i have to be a hoe because i have to be likable to all of the people i don't even personally know and who don't really know me i have to show up in a way that they will trust me even though they don't trust themselves yeah so how like all of that is part of the prostitution that marketing yeah. has yeah. created in business yeah. And that is how we are raised, even in our family tribes. If you don't behave in a certain way and your roles have to change because everybody in the tribe has different rules of how you have to behave in order yeah. for you not to get into trouble and in order for you to get the Christmas present or, you know, not get that wooden spoon on your ass or whatever the case might be. So from an early age, we have to prostitute ourselves. Mm -hmm. You can call me whatever you want, baby. I'll suck whatever you want, baby, as long as you like me and take care of me and give me money. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's part of the, the global culture that we are finding ourselves in as part of the fear consciousness. And it's also the first column of the creative process. So once you are willing to prostitute yourself, everything that follows you are creating from that energy and that right. is why most women are hating business and men because they're literally prostituting themselves for the sake of their business and the yeah. sake of their marriage and the sake of their children and the sake of grandma and grandpa and the sake of the sisterhood the sake of the brotherhood whatever it is takes yeah. a really strong person and it's interesting. It's mostly those of us who were black sheep in the family and who continuously got into shit and continuously were abandoned or expelled from every single place that we thought we wanted to belong at one stage. Who right. seem to be waking up first. It's like, I've got no place left to belong. So let me go and find me. Let me belong mm -hmm. to me and mm -hmm. then see what happens in life. Yeah. And you know what I find really interesting is that I, I, the people in my atmosphere, my orbit, if you will, mm -hmm. the ones that seem to be recognizing that they need to turn internal, right? To really live a happy life. Um, that seems to be the entrepreneurs that seems to be like, I can't have those conversations outside of just talking to my entrepreneurs. Like when, when I talk to people in a traditional corporate setting or whatever, they don't seem to be at that level of consciousness at all. It, it it's like of and, and I'm not saying I'm not making a blanket. I'm just saying I my my um in-law, not my in-laws, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they they came to visit us and we haven't seen them in years. And uh we just went to lunch and we were all talking and 
I mistakenly started talking about something in regards to the entrepreneur uh, business, right? And the glazed look on their faces was like they had no clue. And I just had to allow them to quickly change the subject and thought to myself, oh, I, I can't, you're not my people. <laughs> well, right? I'm, I'm finding that more and more in the entrepreneurial space as well, because there's very few true entrepreneurs in the entrepreneurial world. I'm finding a lot of people are just either self-employed or not wanting to be in corporate anymore, but they're still very risk averse. They're still not wanting to create something new and original. They're just oh, not yeah. willing to dedicate themselves to their art. It's still a job for them, but yeah. they're self-employed rather than being right. an entrepreneur. Yeah, there is a difference. There's, there's a huge difference. So before we go down the entrepreneurial um, yeah. path, because that's where we want to get to with regards to what you are doing in the world, um, I do want us to actually round back to before I press the record button and you mentioned a, a Netflix movie that you watched. Can we go yeah. down there? Yeah, it was um, quite interesting. I actually was happy to see it in film. Uh, it is called uh, Luckiest Girl Ever. Yeah. Uh, with Mila Kunis. And uh, it basically she is depicting this woman who, you know, because nowadays we always do the flashbacks so that you get the full story. <laughs> and so it was flashing back. Uh, what had happened is she was uh, raped by numerous boys in high school. And she kept quiet about it because for many reasons, including her mother, right? Um and just always was that chameleon doing what was expected of her. But deep down, she kept trying to be true to who she was. And what ended up happening um, was when she finally did come out with it, you know, as an adult of what had truly happened. Um, it was just I, what I was telling you is that I really felt like at least 50% of women could, can relate to that story because I mean, I was raped. I mean, that's how I lost my virginity. I denied it to myself. I buried it. So I, you, you have no idea how I manipulated that story in my head for the longest time, only for me, mm -hmm. because I couldn't, didn't want to have to deal because it was so ingrained in me that you have to be this good girl. You have to save yourself for marriage. Heaven forbid that you enjoy your body and, you know, sex is a bad word, you know, just all of it, all of that, all of that garbage that is put on us, you know, that just it, the pressure, the pressure was overwhelming because then that's what you really saw in this movie. You know, when, when, when it did come out and her mother saying, oh my God, what are people going to think? Boy, can I hear my mother in that? Right? Like it, those type of things. It's like, 
but I, just watching that play out in the movie, it was like, oh my God, I thought, what a best kept secret. It's about time. It's not a secret, right? But what people don't realize is how, this is this is what women go through, that, that, that feeling of that you have to hide. It's more, it's not important that you were hurt and damaged and violated. What is important is how you just keep everything as is. Don't, don't rock the boat, right? Uh, and that has done so much harm to people for so many years that they have to spend years uncovering, undoing, working through, right? Sick of that crap. And I, I think it's way more than 50%, Linda. I think it's oh, way yeah. more than 50%. Um, you know, I was sexually molested as a child and then I was raped as a student. And again, also didn't talk about it and, and didn't, you know, right. do anything about it because it was like, well, who are you going to tell? Are they going to believe you? Should I have done more? Could I have mm -hmm. prevented this? Was this my fault? You know, yeah. am I too flirtatious? Do I need to cover this down? All of those things. And when I talk about it now, it's not to, you know, I always say to people, the names of the people are irrelevant in my story yeah. because I had healed that. And for me, even that I'm grateful for because I got to choose to be the woman that I am today and understand it's just something that happened. It doesn't have to define me in any way, shape or form. Right. But it is highlighting for us. There's for me something more important than, you know, the masculine is playing its role in the feminine's evolution right now, although majority of the feminine are not recognizing it. And it is a case of the feminine had self-abandoned so much that we, we are being progressively given the opportunity more and more to choose self instead mm -hmm. of having to believe that we need a man to complete us and, and all of these things. But there's a deeper issue for me, and that is the distrust between women. There yeah. is the feeling of we do not feel safe as women with women. Because when we start having a look at history, women have betrayed women for oh, yeah. thousands of years. And I believe that's one of the things that we are being called to heal at the moment. And it's interesting, I'm going to send you the document that I wrote last week, because even how I wrote it was extraordinary, but it's about why I'm creating the unapologetic women's space, which is not about networking at all. It is actually about women healing the deep distrust that we have between each other and how that's playing out in business right now. Mm -hmm. And when you have a look at how many women have been sexually abused, molested, raped, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, how many of them actually turned to their mothers because they felt safe enough. And a lot of the times it's also because I wanted to protect my mom. I looked at my mom and I thought you were going through so much. I do not want to burden you with what I'm going through. Again, not trusting her to be strong enough, right? So it's right, still coming right. from distrust. But I'm feeling like that is something that is critical for us at this time. And in order for women to start trusting women again, the deep shit, dark work needs to get done to heal self because 
in the beginning of our conversation, you said that you are still very, what's the word that you used? Not ignorant, that you trust people. Oh, naive. Naive, right? So we've stopped trusting ourselves and we call ourselves naive because we choose to believe the best in people until proven otherwise. Mm -hmm. Why, why would we want to lose that though? I, I keep on coming back to the fact that I trust myself enough now. I know I, I, I will, uh, you know, I will continue on regardless. Right. That I choose to see the best in people. And if you want to be a dick and prove me wrong, that's on you. It's not on me. But I will not actually walk around in life and go, what is it? And I'm finding that a lot in business with women. They're like, mm, I really want to trust you. And I'm going to be raw, raw sisterhood. And I'm going to give you emotional support. But I'm going to cover my back. There's this huge thing that needs mm. to shift for women in business to actually go, I've got your back and I 100% trust you to have my back. Let's grow yeah. together. Let's build together. That is lacking in, in women right now in business. And I feel like I that agree. is a critical part that needs to start. And I want to talk about sisterhood. I talk about womanhood. I think we need to stop the whole sisterhood rah-rah let's all go howl at the moon i mean i howl at the moon but i howl it on my own <laughs> I need with me <laughs> but that is something that needs to start healing and i feel that yeah. more i agree are, are craving that and i feel that's the women i'm attracting at the moment even though they're not a hundred percent there yet it's like there has to be more to this there has to be a deeper connection between women than what I've allowed myself to have. Because let's face it, a lot of us have been burned by other women. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and so that's how we become these lone wolves. Okay. Um, because basically we're we're really not gonna trust anyone. Yeah. Not really. And yeah, it's 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 uh it's it's really sad when you think about it, but I think it's not going to start changing, like you said, until we start be okay with be showing up as my naive self. <laughs> and as also, self, as my trusting self, my consciously choosing to trust self, my intentionality to first find the best in people until they show me their worst. Let's right. just take power yeah. in that. Yeah. And, um, I have, I think every time I do end up going through a situation where I see somebody for how they really were trying to take advantage of me or whatever, I feel okay with quickly recognizing it and walking away and just continuing to be myself. I don't, understand or relate to people that would respond differently and revengefully or things like that I've never related to that because to me it's like why would you want to continue mm -hmm. like engaging at any level if if you know that things went wrong let just walk away just you know move on love enough to let go because yes. when we want to hold on, that's not love. Right. And for me, ultimately, 
we choose love or we choose not love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say mm-hmm. to people, you can't choose love until you love yourself because love is a frequency. Love is a tone that you set within yourself and mm-hmm. then choose to live by. So when you don't love yourself and you go, but I love my kids, but I love so-and-so, but like, well, no, because you're not on the frequency of love. Love is not a word and love is yeah. not an emotion. Love is a frequency of creation. Mm-hmm. And once you mm-hmm. choose to love, you can't not love. I left my marriage the day I loved, well, first of all, myself, but the day I could say, I love you and really mean it because there was no, if only you would do this or if only you right. would do that. I didn't need him to change anymore. I finally loved him enough to leave. Mm-hmm. And that for me was a huge aha moment that love doesn't mean I need you in my space or I need you to be a certain way. If I love you, I don't need you to change, but I don't need you in my bed either. Right. It's not tolerance. Love is not tolerant. Love is completely intolerant of abuse and of neglect and of, you know, diminishing self. Love is completely intolerant to that. Until we understand that we're not on the frequency of love. Okay, so let's close that conversation there and let's get to the business part. Okay. Because one of the things that I love about you is you are one of those women who actually take a stand for mastery in craft, which I feel we are losing. We're losing artistry and mastery. People want to do jack of all trades instead of going I really believe in this I'm really passionate about this how do I take this talent and make the most of my talent and then share my talent with those who appreciate it and who use it in order to build their talent so tell me about what it is that you do and who it is that you serve let's not say oh I don't like that word because isn't that prostitution and slavery as well? Who do you partner yes. with in greatness? Oh, let's say that. Who do you partner with in greatness? Oh, I really like that. I like, I like, um, that's refreshing. Okay. So what I do is I share my talents with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are specifically you doing uh, marketing, online marketing, using the power of search engines like Pinterest. And so um, to me, I'm about working smarter, not harder. I really, what that means to me is taking your beautifully written content that speaks clearly to your ideal client and turning it into evergreen, meaning it lives forever, consistently um, building an audience for you. So when you do that on Pinterest, okay, you basically are getting people interested that they click over to your website to learn more about who you are and what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. That to me is beautiful lead generation. 
So that is the primary, uh, I don't want to say service, but <laughs> you know, the skill, Offering. the skill that I bring. Yes. 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 The partnering that I do with people and what's beautiful about it is that I do it in a way where everything is done for you. You don't have to be tech savvy. Okay. Because I have 25 plus years in IT, uh, along with 20 plus years as an entrepreneur in one form or another. So uh, I have combined all of that. And I really do, I like to hone in on what lights me up, mm -hmm. right? And what I feel passionate about. And so I feel passionate about getting people. So instead of me just being some social media manager, no, no, no. I don't believe in in just using social media only for your uh, lead generation, if you will. I think it's smarter to use a search engine tool. Also though, along with that, um, because I am also very passionate about leadership, that's something that is uh, really in part of my self-discovery in the past year that I have uh, realized. It's just something that's always been very important to me. Um, I have just started a brand new mentorship, one-on-one uh, -on -one mentorship that is uh, called Leader of One. Because I think a lot of these entrepreneurs nowadays in the online space, they're lonely, they're overwhelmed, they, they don't, they're just like running ragged, okay? They don't have, they're, they're not able to even make decisions clearly because there are so many decisions to be made. As somebody who has been an entrepreneur for so long, and in my early years, I was, everything was DIY, you know, um, I have a lot of experience that I love to share because I can help save them time, money, frustration, right? Because I already know what the big picture is supposed to look like. So I can easily go and break things down for them. And I really, I'm calling it a, a mentorship because um, the word coach is so ridiculously overused nowadays. Um, and I don't think I'm just a coach. I, I guess I could call myself a consultant you know, when you look up definitions, but I think mentor is good because I want to be able to empower, okay? Empower them that you can build uh, this business uh, around your life to work for you. And I, I remember hearing that years ago and not believing it. <laughs> those are the years that I was like really hustling. Right. Um, but now that is the way I live because now I, I truly believe in the law of attraction and everything else. And so that has put all that at ease and all of that 
That's why I want to empower uh, women that are in business online that, you know, you can, you can relax, you can enjoy, and this is just a, a process, but let's start with what's that vision you really want, right? And now let's work backwards. How are you going to get there? And also, I feel like so many people are being um, misled about what entrepreneurship is. And let's be honest, it's tough as fuck in the beginning. And when I say beginning, years, years, because it's not about what we do. It's about who we need to become in the process to be a successful entrepreneur. And that is an ongoing journey for decades and that's why so many of us have quite a few failed businesses or you know we've created a successful business and either sold it or broken it all down back to nothing because for us it's not about the actual service and it's not about the actual money it's about we love being entrepreneurs we love creating we love seeing and what else and how else and all of those Mm -hmm. things And so many people are being lured into the entrepreneurial world at the moment. And you can live an amazing life working two hours a week. Well, once you get your business to a certain stage and you have people like you who are taking over some of the functions so that you literally only focus on your zone of genius and you've outsourced or got team members for everything else, by absolute means, then we get to live that. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years and I still don't have all the pieces in place because I've just burnt my business to the ground again. And I needed to because I had evolved so much that, and I hadn't involved my business because I was kind of like, no, I'm a coach. 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 Actually, no, I'm not a coach. I'm a self-leadership expert. Oh my God. Okay. Business is not keeping up with that. Burn it down. And you have to almost be fearless in the burning down of the business in order for you to create what you are really here to create. Mm-hmm. And it really helps to have a mentor in that space who can just kind of go on the days where you like, oh my God, brain fatigue. I can't, I can't, what is the next thing? And, and this yeah. is the difference between coaching and mentoring that most people still don't get because they don't understand the art of coaching. Your coach won't tell you what the next thing is. No, the coach will Mm-mm. create the space for you to discover your next thing. A yes. mentor will say, well, actually, here it is. I've already discovered it. Try this piece on for size. And you go, oh, thank yes. you. That's all. So there's spaces for coaches and there's spaces for mentors and there's spaces for consultants yes. in your journey. But most people don't know what the fuck the difference is, including most right. of the people who are taking on the titles. And I just look at it and go, shit show but it's all good and it's all fun so when when you're talking about women entrepreneurs let's be politically incorrect and go to well what kind of women entrepreneurs because women entrepreneurs is such a loose term like who are your dream women to partner with you know i was thinking about that earlier today it's funny you mentioned that um because what i was thinking is you know, I really need women that are open-minded, right? I don't need somebody 
who is, has tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. I need somebody who is open to life experiences. I can't, I mean, I've had those clients. I have, I, I've had clients that are open-minded and just want me to give them answers and direction and they do wonderfully. Right. And then I've had the women that just, they buck heads with anything I say. And it's like, no, that's not open-minded. Right. Like I, they're, they're so like in this tunnel, right. I, those are the ones I can't work with. I can't work with somebody who's, who's that close-minded um, because I want somebody that's going to value my experience. Mm -hmm. I have many, <laughs> many experiences, both having a brick and mortar, you know, physical product sales and creation to now with services. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I want to work with somebody who, and, and somebody that wants to actually learn how to uh, enjoy their business. Mm -hmm. Not that it's just a quick paycheck. Yeah. So if it's just a quick paycheck for you, um, I'm, I'm just not your mentor then. Yeah. There's another element that I'd like to maybe enter in here and you can agree or disagree, but it's, you know, women that I work with, they have to take the fucking action. Like, don't just oh. ask me and then not be willing to implement repeatedly until you get an outcome from which to then pivot. Like, do, is that a requirement for you? Like ladies who yes. actually take action and implement and get shit done? Yes. Well, it was really interesting. So like a year ago, I remember having clients that I discovered because they weren't taking action of what I was, you know, so then nothing could happen, right? You don't give me content. I can't continue to shout your world, your, you know, the word out there for you. So what I realized is that I was then feeling responsible for their success or failure, right? I am not responsible. I, that I had to come to terms to that. And, and so I have now a new boundary inside of me that no, um, I don't, I'm not going to disrespect you and take that ownership away from you. You're responsible for your own success or failure. But yes, to answer your question, I would prefer to work with people that actually are going to act upon if they say that they, just because you say you want success will then show up and, and do it. That's the other thing. Show up, yeah. show up. None of this, you know, if I've got the standing one o'clock every Monday meeting with you, don't be messaging me. Oh, uh, can we change it to this time or that? Wait a minute. We said it's going to be every single, right? Like, unless you're ill, you know, or, or something else catastrophic has happened. Don't be, don't be changing it on me. You know, don't, don't, that's disrespectful. Yeah. And, and respecting self first, right? Because if you're going to build right. a business, respect yourself enough to build the bloody business. 
And there's something that you said that I want to actually highlight here because I think that it's something that we say and a lot of people misconstrue it. And that is, I am not responsible for your success and failure. Now, why I'm picking that up specifically is because I am seeing so many people um, who have, <laughs> oh, let's just be, let's just say it like it is. People yeah. Who can't give a fuck about the art of whatever it is you're doing. And so they come into industry and they just offer services without any experience, without any qualification, without any dedication to their craft, and then going, I'm not responsible for your success or failure. Now, here's my thing on that. For 30 years, I practice my art daily. There's not a day that I don't learn more about my art, that I don't practice my art, that I don't use my art on myself. Because I believe so much in the power of my work and the impact that it has on other people's lives. That when I say I'm not responsible for your success, I am absolutely responsible to be the best artist that I am. And then you get to take responsibility for your success by appreciating my gift by using and implementing what I share with you in order for you to get to the results. But I think there's a huge thing going on in most industries at the moment of, I don't take responsibility for your success, but I do the bare minimum in order for me to make money out of you. And that is something that I believe we really need to start taking on. And we really need to start using discernment in somebody who has done something for 30 years compared to somebody yeah. who's done something for three months. Right. And, and you know, that discernment lies with the clients. And even for us as clients, because we are constantly using people. Right. I think mastery, like age, need to be appreciated and revered again because society is losing that. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's just it, though. Like, I think people, especially the newer people that are jumping into the whole arena, are, they're like racking their brains, you know, like, oh, you know, what can I do? What can I do? What am I good at? What am I, you know, and it's like, to those people, I'd like to say, <laughs> We all have unique gifts and talents, but this is not a one and done. Not if you want to be a true entrepreneur anyways, it is a life journey. It's full of discovery. You're always discovering and you have to be okay with that. Right. And as you perfect, you take the combination of the, the gifts that you already have, and then you really master those and you filter in all the other discovery experiences that you have on your journey along the way, you have got a beautifully seasoned package to offer people, right? And it's those people that can appreciate that, that I would want to be working with. 
I want them to have a clear understanding. I'm not somebody that just went to a school to learn one particular thing. And now I'm going to either do it for you or teach you how to do it. No, it's, it's much more finesse. And, um, so if, if you think you're going to just, you know, I mean, seriously, go, go work for Amazon then or something. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So where do people get hold of you, Linda? They can go to my website, which is my name, lindabarutha.com. On there, it will have various ways that they can get in touch with me. That's probably the easiest because it's just my name. Or, or on LinkedIn. Linda is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn? She's fabulous yes. on LinkedIn. Fabulous yes. on LinkedIn. I love your Thank podcast, you. by the way. Yes. Um, okay. What advice can you share for others aspiring to live a fulfilling life? Oh, I would say start your day with gratitude every day. I wait, I do it every morning myself. And it truly works. It truly works. It sets the tone for your day. No matter what's going to come along, you just don't know, right? I've refined it from gratitude to appreciation. And the reason I switched to appreciation is gratitude still feels like a little bit of, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like we still had to earn it a little bit. Whereas appreciation is, oh my God, I really appreciate sunshine. I love the way that it feels. So when you go into appreciation, it's you go deeper into it. And what I have discovered is living from appreciation, you tend to show your appreciation through action. So if I am appreciating sunshine, as I do, um, I make a point of when the sun is shining to go into the sun and go, wow universe you did a sterling job today for me because you've created the sun for me and i'm showing my appreciation through that and that was like a little tweak for me but that made smart difference i really stepped up into that Mm -hmm. you know we could talk all day long um oh yeah i don't think i'm ever going to get these interviews to 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) because we're so interesting right yes yes like we are so interesting and we have so much wisdom to share with the world um what is the one thing that you take an unapologetic stand for Mm, only one thing that's that's what part that makes it hard that question right right (sighs) for me it's honesty i'm just really really big on that i'm really it it's just i don't think there's anything higher on the ladder for me is honesty and and i think it's sad that that even has to it should be it shouldn't need to be spoken because it should be so automatic it's interesting because my blog today is about that and the fact that if, oh. and it starts with honesty with self, right? Because if we do not have honesty with self and the, we don't in the beginning <clears throat> because we are conditioned to shame and blame ourselves. And so right. honesty feels really bad for people. And so it's easier to just lie to myself and therefore automatically lie to other people. But mm-hmm. without honesty, 
we have no pride in self. And if yeah. we have no pride in self, there's no power in our word. And without right. power in our word, we have nothing because that's how we create. Yes, yes. You have a little mini course for people. What mm -hmm. is that about? Yes, called uh, Pin to Win. It's a Pin to Win mini course. And it really, um, it is, it is delivered via audio uh, over the course of four days. You get an audio in your email to listen to. And it really just kind of educates you on the power of Pinterest um, and really gives you a clearer understanding of how and why it works. And um, I've had many people that take it and then want to know what the next step is, right? So yeah, it's it, yeah, it's just a way for me to really um, educate people on the pin to win approach. And, and I have to say, I never really paid attention to Pinterest until I met you. You know, Pinterest for me was to go and get my hairstyles <laughs> and my fashion and oh yeah, Cinnabon and recipes and kind of those types of things. And then I met you, and I was like, oh. So like I have been spending years on Facebook and closing that down and then LinkedIn and closing that down and your content, like you say, it, it is, has got a 24 hour life on these platforms. Whereas with Pinterest, people are constantly searching stuff and it, it comes up again and again and again. So yes. I would highly recommend anybody who is an entrepreneur that creates any form of, I don't know, content. Um, yeah. To go and sign up exactly. for the mini course and to actually get in touch with you because it's a game changer. And if I look back at the last seven years of my journey online, oh my God, the stuff I could have pinned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. But it's learning. It's learning, you know, and so we yeah. don't take away from the journey and we say, mm -hmm. thank you universe for actually connecting me with people. And that's, Probably the final message that I want to leave everybody with. If you're listening to this, you're listening to this for a reason. Like there's no yeah. coincidences. People come into our lives at a specific time for a specific reason. And it's time to slow down and to pay attention to that instead of just continuously scrolling and continuously saturating yourself with more information. Start paying attention and pause and go, why did I listen to Linda today? Allow that to go a level deeper. And then what is the aligned action from that? Linda, thank you so much, darling. Thank you for how openly you spoke about, you know, topics that most people don't even want to mention. Thank you for being such a wonderful example of the power of aging and the wisdom gained and how we get better, not only as women, but as businesswomen, and then really pay it forward by mentoring other women who are coming up in the ranks. And that again is part of healing the trust between women, right? Yeah. We exactly exactly those who are younger than us and our peers because we all have our own gifts we all have our own journey and i always say i work with my peers 
I don't work with people who think they need me. I don't work with people who are six steps behind me. They might not be where I am with regards to self-leadership and consciousness because that's my jam. That's my passion. Right. But they are already on a really high level of whatever their genius is so that they can get those missing puzzle pieces instead of right. putting people on a pedestal and, oh, my God, you're a guru. I don't know. No, no. step the fuck up and come play with us. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Any exactly. parting words from you or are you complete? Oh, I feel very complete. Thank you so much for allowing me to have this conversation with you, Al. It's just, I always enjoy my conversations with you. Likewise, my friends. All right. Have an amazing day, ladies, wherever you are in the world. We look forward to the next conversation and absolutely connect with Linda. You won't regret it. Have an amazing day further. Cheers.